This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Welcome once again to the Fight Disciples on this week's UFC show. Nick thinks that Tony Ferguson was separated at birth from some other UFC superstars. He's kind of like the the long lost Diaz brother, isn't he? He's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's kind of like how the way he's starting yeah, yeah. to fight now. He's so his his ground game, his submission game is second to none. Like yeah. he, he, it's it's outstanding, just like a Diaz. He also has some strong words for Rafael dos Anjos. Get the fuck back to Rafael Cadero. <laughs> It's not rocket science. Stop messing. Get back to King's MMA in California. And we all have our say on John Jones and his dick pills. John Jones is in the gym every day pumping weights and looking great. And he's one of the most talented sportsmen on the planet. The most talented fighter in the UFC. Everything else. Listen, man. Do you think that guy's shooting blanks? Come on. Let's be honest. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Uh, Welcome to episode 47. Of the uh, Fight Disciples podcast, we promised you an absolute bumper this week. A bumper. Well, we've gone for it. We're not just giving you this episode that you're currently listening to because this is the general UFC chat. We're going to give you three extra special episodes. Make sure you hit the subscribe button by going to fightdisciples.com because we are breaking it down. McGregor Alvarez, Woodley Thompson, Johanna, Carolina, um, which are the big title uh, fights at UFC 205 in New York. Make sure you subscribe because they are available now for you. Little 10, 15-minute previews of the individual fights. Go to it. Get stuck in. There's plenty of stuff for you to enjoy this week. Shall we start with Mexico before we go to New York? I think so, yeah. Let's do it. We should start in Mexico City. Because last Thursday's show was all about us getting extremely excited about Fergie time. Could he make it nine on the spin? By, By golly gosh, he did make it nine on the spin. And against an elite fighter in Rafael Dos Anjos as well. It was a it was a great fight, wasn't it? Absolutely brilliant. It was brilliant. Fight. Yeah. Both of them to be fair brought it. Yeah. But completely. I just but Ferguson again, he he went to a different level with me just with the way that he yeah. was walking through shots and just carried on. He's um he's kind of like the the long lost Diaz brother, isn't he? He's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's kind of like how the way he's starting yeah, yeah. to fight now. He's so, his, his ground game, his submission game is second to none. Like yeah. he, he, it's, it's outstanding, just like a Diaz. But he favours just that walking down approach, doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't like to play right to his own strengths. He's just like, no, let's just have it. Let's just have it, yeah, exactly. And he's, boy, does he like taking a shot to give a shot, you know? And uh, I thought he was great. I thought he used his length great. His leg kicking was outstanding. I love that. His punches he used his length great. Yeah, exactly. He didn't whip him with his dick. <laughs> his love length out. Yeah, yeah. He just kept the distance quite good. <laughs> he was brilliant. And you know what? That was the way to fight the Sanyos because he had that couple of couple of inches on him. He had a little bit of a reach advantage. And he used everything at his disposal to beat the Sanyos. And listen, the Sanyos, man, I spoke to him not long ago for the for Fighters Only Mag and uh, when he was champion. And this was a guy riding the crest of a wave. He, he genuinely thought he was going to be the champion for an awful long time. Um, I think a lot of us did. Yeah, because he obviously he's got that incredible black belt jiu-jitsu to fall back on, but suddenly Rafael Cadero had made him into this striking monster, similar to what he'd done with Fabrizio Verdum. And we were like, my God, this guy's going to take over. He's really going to, you know, he's going to go on a major role. And then ahead of the Eddie Alvarez fight, he spent more time in Evolve in Singapore than he did with Rafael Cadero. 
in California, and that was a bit like, what? Why? You know, and then he lost the belt to Eddie Alvarez, and then a note that the weekend he didn't even have Rafael Cadero in his corner. So I, I honestly don't know what's gone on behind closed scenes, whether he's left Rafael, whether Rafael couldn't make it or something honest. But immediately as he was walking to the octagon, I was like, where's Cadero? Like, last time you lost your belt and you didn't spend, evidently, from a fan's perspective, you think, why the fuck didn't you spend more time with the guy that basically got you there? And you, and now, from the are we, are we to speculate that you haven't spent any time with him, that you've changed your yeah, corner yeah. completely or whatever? So... You know, maybe we need to know a bit more about that information, but I was like, fucking hell, if Cadillo's not there, the signs aren't good. And evidently it proved so as well. I thought Tony Ferguson had a better game plan. He knew how to handle the Sanyos. I thought the Sanyos had his moments purely because Fergus, the way Ferguson fights, Ferguson's quite happy to take a shot. So yeah. he did take a little bit of a, a couple of a pu- couple of punches and whatever. But I thought Ferguson's takedown defence was far superior. He was more than capable of taking the fight where he wanted. I thought the judges, the fact that they all, I think all the judges scored at 48-47, Probably a bit kind on the Sanyos. I thought Ferguson won four of the rounds. Yeah, he did. You know, an argument for winning all the rounds. I thought he was outstanding and uh, it was just the kind of performance that he needed to cement himself. Uh, you're saying cement himself as nine a contender. Nine on the spin, he's like a nine and oh. <laughs> He's on a nine and oh run. Of course, he's a contender, but he's right in the mix now. So the pressure now comes to 205 this weekend. Khabib? Which, which is Khabib versus yeah, yeah. Johnson. If one of those guys wins outstandingly, then they become the number one contender. If they don't, if that fight's a bit of a damn squib or someone edges a decision, I think Tony Ferguson leaves both of them and goes into premier position. Well, on that, do you think that this is a money-making game at the end of the day, isn't it? Of course. So we're talking about the division where um, Connor is fighting uh, Eddie Alvarez at the weekend, yeah? The £155 division. Um, That is for the lightweight championship. Khabib, we know he is a monster. We've just seen Tony Ferguson destroy the former champion who Eddie Alvarez took the yeah. took the belt off. Do you think that they're going to go? Okay, you two fight an eliminator. Khabib, Tony Ferguson, get yourself in there. Winner of that because we're anticipating. Um, we're, we're being harsh. Uh, we're, um, we're we're thinking that Khabib's going to win the fight at the weekend. This yeah. is the UFC. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> might not happen, you. but we, we we think he will. Michael Johnson's got other <laughs> ideas. I'm telling you. But if he does. The winner of that, then, do you think there's going to be an eliminator situation where they go Tony Ferguson fight the winner of this, and then the winner will get either Connor or Eddie Alvarez? I think there's a million ways to look at it. Unfortunately, like Khabib has told us that he was promised the Alvarez fight, he was promised it, and then obviously this is the Connor show. <laughs> so Connor goes and takes that fight. So Khabib, as far as Khabib's concerned, he's next in line. He's next, and this all he's got to do is, is wrap up Anthony jo- uh, Michael Johnson, and if he does so. Then he gets the next shot, but then this is this the is the UFC, UFC at man. the end of the day, and you know until we know what happens in the main events, we can't know what ne- what's next until we want we know what's happening with Conor McGregor personally and privately because he's going to make this big announcement. We don't know what's going to be next, so that whole lightweight division is just it's like grabbing a handful of can gravel Chuck and it throwing up. it up in the air. God knows how it's going to land. All we do know is Tony Ferguson is right in the mix after that performance against the Sanyos. What now for Dos Anjos? Um Two straight defeats. Get the fuck back to Rafael Cadero. <laughs> <laughs> it's not rocket science. Stop messing. Get back to King's MMA in California and go back to the guy that got you the belt because he wasn't there. He, he, he wasn't a major part of your camp when you lost the belt. He certainly wasn't there at the weekend. I say... For all, for all, I haven't it read anything. It I might be legit. I haven't seen any information, and I've got a good relationship with Rafael Cadero. I haven't seen anything kind of come out of that camp negative towards the Sanyos, and I haven't seen any explanation 
as to why that hasn't involved it. It's quite surprising that none of the none of the media have picked yeah. up on it and gone, where the fuck's Cadero? I haven't seen much on it. Um but that would be my advice to him, yeah. Get back to Rafael Cadero's gym with your olive branch or whatever's gone on there and, and, and fucking get back to the guy that got you the world title belt. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Uh, in other news in the UFC, we, we touched upon it a little bit last week. John Jones and his hearing. JBJ. With, with uh, USADA and WADA and Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> All these were ardas. Yeah. Um, well, his ad is... Uh, Us- Prada after him. Yeah, are they? Well. Getting yeah, himself yeah. some new shoes. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's had his USADA uh, hearing. They have backdated it to when he was booted out of UFC yep. 200. July. Uh, yep. But it will be July 2017 before we're allowed to see him again in the octagon. Surprised with that because they did admit that it was a contaminated um, substance. Erect- erectile dysfunction. A dick pill. Tablet. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. bullshit, right? He's basically been popping some pills to nail some birds. That's basically what he's been doing, all right? It's fucking weird, isn't it? It's it's a whole weird situation. I don't know whether my estimation of him goes up or down re- regarding that, which kind of is ironic because of what we're talking about with it being an erectile dysfunction pill. Because um, my wife listens to the show, I'll say definitely down because of the fact that he's cheating on his wife and his kids. But I know what you're saying. It, listen, that whole situation, man, It's whether it, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, it's uh, it, it's like a 12-month suspension. It's double what they give to Yol Romero. And Yol Romero successfully argued he had a tainted supplement. Of which John Jones has done now. He's a, yes. They've successfully argued that. So it's like, that. oh, wait a minute. That guy only got six months. Why am I getting 12 months? The other way to look at it is take some fucking responsibility for your career. Yeah, make an example of it. You put it in your body. The rule's two years. Keep it as two years. And keep him banned. Listen, from a five-pound perspective, from a huge John Jones fan perspective... I'm glad because I, I want to see him fighting again from a from a p- the perspective of actually enforcing the law and USADA really digging their heels in and doing what the UFC wants and that's to make the UFC the most uh, drug-free and most overly tested uh, le- sports league on the planet, which is what they're trying to do. It doesn't send out a good signal. You know, mm. at the end of the day, if you've got, if you test for you know, whatever drug it may be, whatever's on the banned list, if you go on the banned list and you find a drug and go, right, okay, EPO, whatever it is, I, I, I can guarantee you could Google it and go, what covers EPO? Or what what else is EPO in? Oh, it's in erectile dysfunction. It's in fucking Viagra. Sound. There's me out. I can take it. And if I get popped, oh, I've been popping Viagra. Uh, I didn't know. I was just on, on the Viagra. That's what stinks about it. And mm. I, I'm guessing you, if you can, if you look hard enough... And there's people out there, unscrupulous people out there, who are probably making a profession, advising on shit like that. Listen, take this. If you get pop, let them know you had the Viagra and you've been, you know, your, your willy's not working. I'm sure. I'm sure Anderson Silva got popped and said basically the same thing. Oh, I was on the, you know, erectile dysfunction tablets. It just stinks. You know, at the end of the day, John Jones is in the gym every day, pumping weights and looking great, and he's one of the most talented sportsmen on the planet, the most talented fighter in the UFC, everything else. Listen, man, do you think that guy's shooting blanks? Come on. Let's be honest. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Let's be honest here. That's what stinks about it, and it's a bit like, again, I'm a John Jones fan. I just want him to compete. I want him to be back, but I also want the sport to be parity. I want it to be safe. And At the end of the day, the guy put it in his body, whether he knew what was in it or not, then that's his own fault. That's his own fault. His team should have said, "No, you can't take." It. He should go. Fucking, I can't get it hard on. I'm gonna ring. I'm gonna ring 
the USAR. I'm going to ring the the guy because the U, UFC employ a guy who just looks after <laughs> hard ons. Yeah, yeah, a hard on inspector. Yeah, come in, John. Let me have a look at it. Give it, give it a shake in the office. You're going you're to need a bit of this stuff to get that going. They, they employ a guy that looks after this full time executive who's on a fortune. Like, not hard ons. Not, not hard, hard ons. Drugs. Drug testing. <laughs> so it's if you're fighting in the UFC and you know that is there and you go okay, anything. Stumped your toe, can't get a hard on. You've got the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it may be. What's the, who's the St- person you ring? Stub me toe, can't get a hard on. Ring. Got the shits. Can you imagine the advert on telly? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Hurt your toe, stood on a Lego, can't get a hard on. Ring us. <laughs> but who's the guy to ring? And then because you're covered, then you just go, listen, I can't get it up. I can't get it up. Like, I need to get it up. I want to get laid at the weekend. Right, okay, John, don't take this. Do take that. Don't take anything, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try this Asian porn. <laughs> Maybe that'll do it for you. I don't know. But basically, he's got to take responsibility. I think it's a little bit of a cop-out. I think, to be honest with you, if it's a guy in his second UFC fight on the fringe that no one's really heard of, he gets the full two-year suspension. Mm. And that's what kind of stinks about it a little bit. You, so. will, you will see John John's back in action. Um, December the 11th because Chael Sonnen is running his, his wrestling competition yeah, isn't it? grappling tournament yeah, yeah. grappling tournament so Mission Underground 2 is what yeah. it's uh, listed as and there's some big stars from the UFC obviously with wrestling background that do compete in that yeah. um, it's non-striking no punching or anything like that it's just pure grappling as you've just said yeah. John Jones is fighting Dan Henderson brilliant at that event should be sensational Misha Tate is also going to be turning around uh, she's fighting uh, this weekend yeah uh, she's going to be turning around and competing at that as well, which uh, is fantastic. Um, what do you make of that? That he's involved in that? Well, it's um, it'd be interesting to see. I, I'm guessing that's in California. I'm guessing that's where I don't it's know going the location. Hosted, I haven't it, Vegas just, or yeah. California or whatever. But you know, at the end of the day, that will that I'm guessing that will fall under the athletic commission potentially. You know, unless it's an exhibition event, maybe it's if it's just an exhibition event, maybe yeah. maybe it's fine. But if it's a competitive event, you know, I know some of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournaments, the Edil Bravo International, that a lot of the guys compete in, Metamoris, all these kind of events. They they're under the Athletic Commission, so if you're suspended, you can't compete at those events. So it'll be interesting to see how this falls out. Now I know Charles Sonnen did something uh, this week on MMA fighting, and he said, "Oh, we do, we don't expect it to be an issue," but that penalty that John Jones has got that's from USADA yeah that's what they've done well it was he, he failed the test in Nevada under the Nevada State Athletic Commission well they haven't penalised them yet now there's two ways that could go they might come in might be worse yeah Nevada and go nah we're, we're up it to two years or they might come in and go yeah we agree with USADA it's a year or whatever I guarantee at some stage Nevada will go yay or nay but we want X because they'll want paying. They'll they'll want a suspension fee. They'll want some kind of fee. So he's got that to come yet. We haven't. He hasn't had us hearing with Nevada to find out how long his suspension and fine is with them. Mm. They might extend it, and that might have a knock-on effect because if this event's happening in California or whatever, if if Chael Sonnen is trying to get it covered by the Athletic Commission for insurance reasons and everything else, it may have an impact then. So I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be rushing out to buy tickets for that December the 11th event because I want to see John Jones versus Hendo just yet. Mm. I'd wait and see what Nevada have got to say about it all. But uh, but yeah, the John Jones is, you know, at the end of the day, we want him back. We want him back fighting in the octagon, but we also want the sport to be safe. 
obviously the last time we saw Hendo was against Michael Bisping in Manchester. Yeah. He's now retired from the UFC. Uh, a legend of the sport. He will be back in there grappling, hopefully, at this event against John Jones. But then on to his opponent, Bisping, that night. Um, I'd lo- love to bring Bisping up whenever we're talking about UFC because yeah. he's uh, he's had a go at his Twitter trolls or, yeah. or his Instagram trolls in, in this particular instant. It baffles me every time when people are giving fighters trained killers, right? Yeah. <laughs> when people it's sat mental, on the city with a with a phone in their hand, think, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to give this geezer a bit of abuse. Why? Why? I don't understand. Anyway, Bisping's called him out. He's basically called him out um, uh, on his Instagram feed by saying, I'm just going to put this post up of my foot just to see how much shit I get um, from the feed, and it just went absolutely crazy. I don't understand the mentality of it. No, it's uh, it's weird, isn't it? It's kind of like, I think it's... We all have an opinion. This is what yeah. we do. We have an opinion. Yeah, there's no completely. way that I've ever slagged a guy off uh, or, or give him shit either over social media or to his face for being... Him? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just, for be, just for being himself. At the end of the day, far more brave than me, stepping in the octagon to get his face beaten in or whatever it may be. You might like him as a fighter, you might dislike yeah. him as a fighter, but have the respect for the fighter for getting himself into the situation. Yeah. Like on social media, I obviously we we follow thousands of fighters and whatever else, and you know, but, but my personal social media, if I don't like a fighter, I won't follow him. It's not like I'll follow someone that I don't like or don't get on with or whatever, and I'll personally troll them or whatever. Especially if I don't know the guy. Fucking hell, you know, if you're gonna take that attitude, I'll take. Like, well, we know well enough now. So many of the fighters have got completely misunderstood personalities that yeah. people just don't get them. And Bisman knows that. And Bisp- whenever Bisman does an interview, he goes, I know I'm a bit of a prick. Like, he accepts the fact that he's outlandish and says stupid things sometimes. You know, he's like the UFC equivalent of Donald Trump. And this is not disrespect time, to any of our American audience. There is a difference between British and American humour. Yeah, oh, and, completely. And, and I've no doubt he's misunderstood quite a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. It's. Uh, I think a lot of sportsmen will tell us, a lot of fighters would tell you as well, that, it, you know, it's just part of it. You've just got to get thick skin, water off a duck's back and kind of go that way. But after the year Michael Bisman's had, how the still fuck can anyone shit. give him shit? Yeah, I know. After the 2016 year that he's had, at the wins he's had, the, to achieve what he has, it's just phenomenal that some people... Well, I don't, what I don't understand is what did he get out of it? Is it because Michael reacts? Is that, does that give people a bit of a buzz? Maybe. Oh, I've just pissed off the champ. I'm now going, you know... Pop of Viagra, but then what he does, yeah. <laughs> but then what, yeah, exactly. But then what he does say at the back end of it is that if you do come to an event and you meet me, you're the first person to say, "Can I have a selfie Exactly. Can I have a selfie with you, champ? Exactly. How you doing, champ? Love you, champ. I know. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, fickle as fuck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, quickly before we move on to our uh, roundup of UFC uh, two or five, which is happening this weekend, we haven't forgot about it. All right, we know we're getting there. We are getting there. Yeah. I just want to quickly flick forward towards uh, two or seven. Uh, which is happening, uh, th- is it 30th or 31st December? 30th. 30th of December. New Year's Eve Eve. That's right. Uh, Ronda Rousey, obviously that's the big one. She's back in a title fight, straight back in there. Uh, she's been on Ellen DeGeneres, her TV show in America, mm-hmm. uh, insinuating that it could be what, this could be the one, or it could be one of, i.e. one more after this, her last fight uh, in the UFC. $605, by the way, to sit cage side for that particular fight. Nice. Big big dollar. That's how big of a uh, player she is, yeah. uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, well, that's, that's are you surprised why, uh, that she's talking already about retirement, even though she's just coming straight back? Uh, yes, I'm a bit surprised. It's a weird one to kind of come out with on Ellen. But then she's got a history of weird interviews with Ellen. Remember, she talked about being pregnant and all this kind of stuff and in previous interviews after she lost to Holly Holm and everything else. So it's kind of weird. I, I think an element of it is, one, to sell tickets for this event, Two, 
to build that intrigue. And you know, Ellen DeGeneres, that that's the big, that is daytime American TV now. That show is huge. So you've got to go in. You've got to go well, on why, there. Mate? They sell it to the UK. Oh yeah, it's gotcha. You've got to go on there with a soundbite. You've got to go on there yeah. and make a headline. Otherwise, you won't get on again. You know. So you've got to think of it what it is. And at the end of the and day, look at us. We're sat here now in talking our studio about it. talking about Ellen DeGeneres. Exactly. Yeah. So Ellen, if you're listening, it'd be nice for you to talk about fight disciples on your, <laughs> on your show. <laughs> but I think there's an element of she's got to go on and give it a soundbite because then immediately after that, the world went, "Wow, Ronda's about to quit. Oh my god, am I more?" This is it. She's, she's coming have? back. She wants to be champion, and then she's going to bin it. Exactly. But from a from a professional perspective, when it, history has taught us, whenever fighters are going into big fights, talking about retirement, it really ends well. If you, if, if even if it is in her mind, let's say for a second that it, it was genuine and she genuinely is thinking about packing in uh, and winding down with just a couple more fights. And the Nunes is going to be you know, absolutely all over, man. You, you know, if you go in there with with any doubt in your mind, Amanda Nunes will tear it apart, mm. absolutely tear it apart. So, you know. Whether it's a front or whatever else, I don't know. It's it's a strange thing to say. If Rousey's not on her day game, December thirtieth going to be a long night for her. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Right, make sure you hit subscribe. Go to fightdisciples.com, hit subscribe. You will never miss out any of our exclusive content and you also get it before anybody else. We release our episodes 6am on the mornings that we say that they're at. You will get it at 6am if you're a subscriber. If you're not a subscriber and you just search in and trolling through uh, the internet and you come across the link, you might not get it till about lunchtime that day. So you get it six hours before anybody else. The reason why I'm promoting that right at this moment in time is because we are doing three extra bite-sized episodes of this show. Uh, which include fight breakdowns of McGregor, Alvarez, Woodley Thompson and Johanna against Carolina. I'll pronounce surnames in a minute, okay? They are the title fights at UFC 205. So go there now. You've got the, you've got all our thoughts on those particular fights. Uh, however, we're not going to ignore UFC 205 in New York uh, right now because I think it's important that we encompass in, into today's show. Just a quick one on the history of uh, New York. Uh, we haven't been there. Ever. This is a breakthrough moment for the UFC. Yeah, never been to New York City yet. They've been to New York State an awfully long time ago. They were the UFC 7 in Buffalo, September 1995. Mm. You know, a lifetime ago, certainly in terms of the UFC from where it was then to where it is now. It's been an incredible journey fought by the previous owners, the Fatita brothers and Dana White against the Colorado Union, who have got strong links to the Senate in the state Senate in New York and Listen, it's it's taken two decades for these guys to, to get, you know, quote unquote, the corruption out of New York Senate and get in new bodies that can see the potential for the sport to grow in New York City. So anyway, the journey has been a long and arduous, but we finally got there and we finally got the first fight at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. And fuck me, Adam, it, isn't it where this sport belongs now with the oh. success it's had in recent years? This is where the sport should be. And what a card. What a card to welcome in UFC Amazing. to New York City. This is an it's a joke. It, it is a joke. If you're not staying up, what you're what you playing at? What are you doing this weekend, man? Yeah, yeah. You have to stay up. Write it off. Write this weekend off. Like, seriously, that's Saturday night. I've got a newborn got baby to... in my house, right? Yeah. It's staying up with me. I've, I've volunteered <laughs> for the feeds. I've volunteered for them. Because it gives me an excuse to stay in front of that TV screen all night. That's where yeah. I'm at. It is going to be something quite sensational. Now, we've done breakdowns of McGregor, Alvarez, Woodley Thompson, Johanna, Carolina. They are the title fights. But yeah. there is a stack card, not just title <laughs> fights that are in there that we're all excited about. Yeah. So I think it's only fair 
that we have a, a little bit of a brief trying to stay away from those particular fights because we've broken them down already for people to be able to get stuck into. A little bit of a brief of everything else, the ones that stick out for you the most. And then, if you want to include one of those title fights, pick your anticipated fight of the night. Mine isn't a title fight. My fight of the night. That's where okay. I'm going, okay? So, yeah. last week, I did say that I thought Joanna Carolina might be a cracker. I think it will be a cracker, but there's one that's just come into my mind this week that I'm thinking that there's more on the line. There's more on the line for that fight and it okay. has to go. So okay. where are you at, first of all? Which one which one jumps out of you and which one's saying fight of the night to you? Um the I'll obviously I'm excited for the whole card. The whole card is ridiculous. You're a Richard fan, aren't you? I'm telling you now. As soon as that that for me, that's when this card, like the card's good. I'm I'm excited for the first four fights. Yeah, yep. they're all good fights. Jim Miller, Thiago Alves is a good fight. You know, I'm I'm buzzing about it. But when Rashad Evans, Tim Kennedy walks to that octagon for the middleweight fight, Rashad's middleweight debut, Kennedy's come back after so long being frozen out of the UFC. Is that when you'll be using your John Jones pills? That's when. Yeah, <laughs> I won't need John Jones pills at that point. That's when I will be like. Now, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Jaeger bomb time. That's Let's it, Let's get it on. Because mm. that's when the party truly begins for me. I'm a huge Rashad fan. I met Rashad a few years ago. We did an interview for the mag. And he's just a completely and utterly diamond of a guy, you know. So humble. Uh, couldn't do enough. And we've kind of stayed stayed in contact since. Oh, I'm mate. a huge fan mate. of Rashad. They've got a WhatsApp yeah. group and everything. We're friends. <laughs> friends. Uh, but Tim Kennedy's a beast, man. Tim Kennedy's an yeah. absolute killer like literally he's a killer like literally a sniper for them for the army he's a killer so tim kennedy versus rashad the, the former teammates at jackson wink as well there's that whole dynamic going on there's just so much involved in that fight so does that match up to your fight of the night because that's your one that you're excited about yeah but does that match up to your fight of the night uh i'm super excited for it i'm not predicting it as fight of the night okay go on i'm not predicting you want me fight of the night well I, uh yeah go on uh, it can be one of the title fights if you want it to be. Well, I'm hoping it will be the main event. Obviously, of course, everybody's I want hoping that to be that. fight of the night. But I'm going to go for Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens. Really? I'm going to go for that. I think that's going to be fucking absolute tear up. Bear in mind, there's seven fights after that know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> as well that are all absolute screamers. But yeah. you th- you're going for fight of the night, Edgar Stevens. I think after that fight. Uh, Connor fans won't be saying who the fuck is that guy to Jeremy Stevens, who, who was the famously was, uh, was he was outed yeah yeah and he was outed by Connor during the press conference was speaking up. Listen, Jeremy Stevens is an absolute beast. He looked brilliant in his last fight beating uh, Hen and Barrow. Frankie, of course, former lightweight champion. Uh, the interesting one here is if 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 Frankie puts in a big performance here, you know, for me he's, he's back in the mix. Isn't he, he? He's right back in the mix. Yeah, exactly. So. I can't see the Aldo fight coming off, but then if Aldo st- digs his heels in and, and doesn't like look to return straight away, I would love to see Frankie Edgar, uh, Edgar against Max Holloway. I think that would be an amazing fight. So I think there's a lot on the line with this Jeremy Stevens versus Frankie Edgar fight. I just like the way their styles gel. I think it's going to yeah. be an absolute battle royale, you know. And I've just skipped over Khabib well, Johnson, they, which I think is going to be your that's thing. I'm coming. That's what I'm coming. That's what I'm coming. So we've got the title fights. Everybody's excited about all those title fights because they're just ridiculous. Amazing. They are ridiculous. Please subscribe because we've done our own little breakdowns on those yeah. ridiculous they're only, fights. They're only 10 minutes long. Don't worry. I'm not hitting you another 45 minutes of every show. We've kept it short and sweet, but those three title fights are worth getting excited about. So the one that jumps off the page, the one that I'm excited about the most, is yeah. because the lightweight division is so excited at this moment in time, is Khabib, right? Yeah. So 
So I'm going Khabib Johnson as the one that jumps off the page and goes, I want to watch this fight. I'm going to be sat there. I'm not moving. My eyes are going to be glued. Even if the baby's crying and yep. he wants some food, it's going to have to wait because I'm going for the lot here. Okay? okay. So that's the excitement fight. Fight of the night for me, I honestly believe because they've got so much online, I think it could be genuinely the end of the road for Yo Romero if he doesn't beat Weidman. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. And Weidman, where he's at and where he's been, I mean, there's been a massive fall from grace since the Rocco fight. Huge. You know what I mean? Massive fall from grace. His injuries and all this type of stuff. I just think there's so much on the line with that fight. Yeah. They've both got to bring it. If they don't bring it, this that could be it. Yeah. So I'm going to go for fight of the night, Weidman Romero. Good shout, man. That's a good shout. That's where know. I'm going. That's such a good shout. Basically, and, he, and, he, and neither one of them's getting a shot at Bisping because he's given it. He's called them all. He's oh just God, told yeah. them all to jog on. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But Romero's, you know, he lost one of his early fights. But basically, Romero's an undefeated fighter. Weidman, obviously, they lost to Rockhold. Was it because he tried that spin? spin move or whatever mm. that he kind of because he was winning the fight until he tried that yeah, yeah he's great he's, listen so, Weidman's a great fighter so you could argue that accident aside you know Weidman was undefeated until then you're right it's a fucking amazing fight amazing fight and if it goes off it could be it could, could be, be something a bit special yeah yeah. and it's, and it's not for a belt <laughs> exactly and listen listen we're getting super excited there about fights that were the one guy we haven't even mentioned who's never in a dull fight is Cowboy Sorrell cowboy, fucking yeah. Cowboys fighting Kelvin Gastelum? We're not even talking about it. Don't get me wrong. That I think that fight has suffered slightly from the fact that Robbie Lawler was forced to pull out. Lawler against Cowboy. Oh, oh my God, we we be we be hanging from the rooftops. Do you yeah, know what man. I mean? But Gastelum himself. Listen, this guy brings it. Gastelum brings it every time he fights. He's a huge welterweight. Absolutely huge. He's fresh off the win, of course, over Johnny Hendricks. He's looking good. But Cowboys himself is is on a is on a where's Cowboy going? Is he is he gonna have this welterweight title yeah. shot? He's yeah, like he's yeah. like careering towards a welterweight yeah, yeah, title yeah. shot. It's one it's of them insane. where you've got, you've got to keep up to date with his scales. Where where, where does he want to fight Cowboy? Mental because he can player, do man. both. He can yeah. still do lightweight. He's said that, but you know he's three and zero now as a welterweight, and he's won a performance bonus in every single performance. If he does a number over Kelvin Gastelum, oh my days. another performance of the night. You know, display on Saturday night. He's right in the mix to face the winner of Woodley versus Wonderboy. It's insane, absolutely insane. Now, if that's, if that's not wetted your whistle enough for UFC 205, get yourself on the subscribe button. Go to fightdisciples.com. Subscribe now. There's three other episodes because I know that you want us to talk about Connor. Yeah, I know that you want us to talk about uh, the Wonderboy. Yeah, maybe becoming the welterweight champion at the weekend. Yeah. And of course, I know you want to hear me pronounce the uh, surnames of our Polish superstars, exactly. Johanna and Carolina. Exactly. Well, get yourself on the we've subscribe. Done, button. We've done bite-sized ones, and there's two reasons. One, you can pick and choose which type of fight you want to listen to, or you want to have a little buzz about. And obviously the biggest reason is if we combined all those three breakdowns and they all deserve at least 10 minutes of just getting excited about with this show, it'd go over an hour and we'd have to pay. That's it. That's it. And we're tight bastards, right? So you've, if we go over an Listen, hour... Listen, you're getting it for free, but we ain't paying to upload it. As long as we keep it under an hour, our shows are free. That's so it. That, that's the truth. That's it. So if you've ever wondered why we're under an hour, that's the reason. <laughs> go there now. Everything's available for you. And don't forget, you can follow us on all social media platforms throughout the course of the week to enjoy the conversation. Me and Nick will both be sat on our sofas at the weekend watching UFC 205 tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming. Come and join the conversation, man. Come and get involved with it at Fight Disciples on all those platforms. Have a great week. We will catch you Saturday night. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.